The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air. in the stores, boy, let me tell you, to be me is a task, but I'm stuck free in this rat race, and I make it look like a blast, pray to God, I hope this pass, came a long way from my past, but my cosmetics so filled up, I gotta be nice to talk trash, pinky finger, evil laugh, scheming why they dreaming, knowing that purple cloud this evening, so every picture, they catch me cheesing, so I say swerve, cause that's my word, cause I think I'm seeing in 3D, like I don't know where I am, so I'm waiting till they see me. Please don't adjust your TV. Just check the volume and turn up. Spit so gasoline, so every track bound to get burned up. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm in my zone. Catch me in my zone. Yeah, I'm in my zone. Yeah, you can catch me in my zone. I'm 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 Hello, Internet. Philly, Jersey, Delaware, New York, Hogwarts, Wakanda, London, Russia. Uh, I don't know. Anybody that's in the earshot of your boy. It is another Wednesday night, April 10th. And if you're wondering where your girl is, she's probably tuned in to me. Time to two tums, aka the bull with the locks and specs with my favorite co-host, just jammed. This is the We Out Here Radio Show. What up, Jay? How you doing, bro? You got me out here. What had happened was mm. I had like missed a spot, and I know I missed the spot, so because I missed something, I then had to jump to the next thing, then I didn't remember what the next thing was. So, you know, whatever. Leave me Anyway, what's up, y'all? Uh, I'm cool. I'm cool. I got good news today, so I don't have a rant. I got good news again. I kind of like this whole, like, let's not be negative thing and let's be positive thing. But um, we got a good show for you guys tonight. We'll get into that in a second. If you want to call up, hopefully Skype is being nice to us again like it was the last time. The number is 914-619-5267. Again, 914-619-5267. You can also catch us on social media. We are at WJMS Radio on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. And, of course, you can catch us on Facebook at W... I'm sorry. What is it? Is it We Out Yeah, We Out Here Radio, all one word on Facebook. Sometimes I forget. I got so many pages, I can't keep up. Uh, but you can check us out there for all the things updated uh, for what's going on with the show and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, let's hop into it. T, what's... Uh, you got a rant or you got something positive? What you got? Um, Do I have a rant? I don't know if my rant, it's not really a rant. I guess it's a positive rant because we've been on these like positive vibes. Yeah, um, I've been like, I've been like really trying to like, you know how people say like they have a motto for life or like mantras for life or like I live my life by these words and blah, blah, blah. Like I really like, I feel like that's like BS or like, I feel like that's BS, but um, some people do it, you know, and I've been trying to live my life by this phrase, learn to adapt since my uh, grandmother passed, because, like, if anything, you know, that's what she always tried to instill in me, to just adapt to my surroundings and learn to adapt to things in life. And as of lately, I've really been trying to apply it. It's just been working. So, you know, to share to the world a little rant, all I'm saying is, regardless of your situation, regardless of what's going on with you, regardless of what's happening to you right now, this too shall pass. Learn to adapt to it and move forward, and all things will be great. So I guess that's my positive a positive emotion of the night you want to call that a rant or whatever i don't know yeah i kind of don't like us being positive i kind of want us to go back to like the negative rants because they're funnier but no that's cool though. <laughs> like, 
feel like we had something there with the negative rants, but no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah. So my positive stuff. So first of all, speaking of mantras, I did the the public speaking event, the uh, Black Girl Summit at NYU this past weekend where I was the keynote speaker. Super duper excited. That was such a good event. I walked out of there feeling like I could take over the world. Uh, I met some really awesome people and potentially some great interns. So your girl about to get some help. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, so somebody or Chloe said in, uh, after my speech was all said and done, because she was giving like her closing remarks, you know, she's like, you know, as you see, you know, Jamie has cancer, cancer doesn't have her. And I was like, yes, yes, like that right there, like that right there. I was like, yo, I should have put that on a t-shirt because that's crazy. Like, I love that. Like that right there. It was just like, like if you're on the live right now, you can see me like flexing, like, <laughs> but anyway it was a dope it was a dope phrase so i definitely appreciate that it's it kind of like just rings in the back of my head um repeatedly throughout the day but so today i have great news so those folks who are i know you don't like it when i talk about fluids tommy but we gonna talk about fluids tonight um, oh god here go to fluids here go to fluids we about to just lose like a bunch of people that's tuning in. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in on our Facebook and joining the live right now. My boy Nasir Crockett, Mr. Alexis Williams. Shout out to the homie Chad. Thank y'all for coming. This is the We Out Here Radio Show. I do this every Wednesday night. Nobody so is, is hopping off the, off the feed because I'm talking about my fluids. All right. So anyway, um, so for those folks that don't know or who aren't aware of the situation, I am currently battling stage four lung cancer in the most gracious of ways. <laughs> It's like, nah, but, um, I have a a lung drain that I get every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I have a catheter in to facilitate that, um, because I couldn't keep going into the hospital to get these lung drains in person because they are brutal. Um, the catheter is much easier to deal with. It is under addressing. I don't have a bag or anything crazy. It's just a tube that they connect to the bottle when the time is right. But anyway, that being said, I have this thing in and I got it in on February 8th and they were like, okay, we typically keep these in for like two months, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, two months. So that's, that's, you know, April 8th, blah, blah, blah. So as you know, April 8th was Monday. So Monday, usually Mondays are higher days because I go a couple extra, I go an extra day without getting my lung drained. So there's a little bit more time in between. So, but I was hoping and just praying that I was going to have a nice low number because it's two months and I'm like... Technically, I'm already sad because I'm supposed to be getting this thing out and I'm not there yet. So I'm like, I'm already feeling a little twinge of like, eh, you know, like sadness. So anyway, Monday came and went and my number was 250 milliliters. Um, And for those that don't know, for me to get this catheter out, I have to have drains of three consecutive drains of 50 milliliters or less before the doctors will take this thing out. So I'm actively trying to get this thing the hell out of my body before I go on vacation because I don't want to be on a cruise with a catheter. It's not, I'm not interested in that. So anyway, I say all that to say, yeah, yeah, right. Nobody Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to deal with that. So Monday, my numbers were 250 milliliters, really quite sad about that because I was 200 on Friday. So I was feeling some kind of way because I took a step backwards. But today got up at five in the morning, went to kickboxing, did my kickboxing hour right there, uh, ran a mile right after that in the gym, came home, got ready or whatever, had my lung drain. And today my number was drum roll, please. 100 milliliters like what <laughs> what like i don't know how i did it but somehow between two days and and now i, I dropped it down 150 milliliters and i'm super excited about it so but then we talk about this before though like isn't there like a direct correlation are you starting to find out there's a correlation with your kickboxing it seems like yeah like it's a hypothesis i'm not a doctor obviously but my hypothesis has been and seems to be holding that when i work out and like run and stuff like that before I get my lung drained, my fluid numbers tend to be lower. So what I've been doing for the last two weeks is I've been hitting every, I get my lung drained every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And the 5.30 a.m. kickboxing classes are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I've been hitting those classes religiously for the last two weeks, just trying to get these numbers down and down and down. And today I managed to take my numbers from 250 on Monday down to 100 today. And it was a weird 100. It was like the whole drain felt different. Like the color of it was different. The consistency of it was different. Like, it was really weird. So it was like, at 100, it just stopped. And I looked at the nurse, and she looked at me, and I was like, <laughs> I gave, like, it was like the P. Diddy, the P. Diddy and the other dude meme where they, like, looking at each other, like, that's what we was doing. So then I was like, all right. So she closed she closed the valve, and I was like, okay, open it back up again, because this happened before. And she opened it back up, and it was 200, and I was like, okay, fine. This time, we closed it, and she opened it back up again. We sat there for about five, six seconds, and nothing happened. 
like there was nothing left in there. And I was like, I think we're done. And she's like, yeah, I think so too. And I was like, all right, we done. And today's number was 100. So I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm hype. So pray for me. I'm going to do this again on Friday, 5.30 a.m. kickboxing, run a mile right after. Hopefully my number on Friday is 100 or lower. Um, and my next doctor's appointment to check in with them is not till next Thursday, April 18th, um, where I'll get blood work and EKG done to see how my levels and stuff are and touch base and talk about sort of where I am with treatment and all that kind of stuff. So everybody say some good prayers for me. Um, Cause yeah, things are, things are going good. I'm turning a corner and I feel excited. I feel, and I felt different today, like going up and down the subway steps. I wasn't even as winded as I normally get. I kind of felt like I'm getting back to a little bit of normal. So I was like, oh, this is so exciting. So today was a really good day. I'm happy. Hey, hey, turn up, turn up, turn up excitement. Dun, dun, dun. Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> Little Millie Rock on him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my good news for the day. I will be back to my regular rants probably next week um, when something gets on my nerves. But until then, <laughs> we'll stay positive until for the time next being. I'm boys and girls. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's hop into it. We, we got a, we got quite a show and tonight we're premiering our first ever quick take for those that were listening. The last time we did a show, I talked about our new segment called quick take where Tommy and I are going to take turns, not really take turns, but, uh, put a topic out there and just give our quick, like five minute, you know, what are my thoughts on this thing? Um, uh, at the end of the show. So we're going to do that tonight. Tonight's the inaugural quick take uh episode so we got a couple of good things to talk about real quick to sound off if you will a little shameless self-promotion um but yeah it should be fun so we're gonna hop into tonight's conversation we got a good one if anybody hasn't seen what's going on in the news uh kodak black who is a i suppose you can call him a rapper um uh, <laughs> he said some really disrespectful things uh, in regards to Lauren London, who is Nipsey Hussle's uh, girlfriend, you know, may he rest in peace. Uh, but he said some super disrespectful things to her and like not even a week after Nipsey had passed away. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like we're just going to talk about it because I think we thought it was going to be this quick, like spur of the moment thing and, you know, a fleeting type of news segment. And it seems like it's sticking around and it's it's spiraling and it's getting a little bit different. So, um, see, I'm going to turn it over to you real quick to kind of give some of the background if you want to, because I've been talking a lot. So <laughs> let me share the microphone. Oh, all right. Well, I guess, we, yeah, we're just going to go right into it then since you ain't going to talk about your music in your month. No, we do that um, at the end of the show, at the end of the show, not in the middle. Gosh. I didn't realize I thought it was the beginning of the show. Nah, See, it's attention. like the, the rap up. Anyway. No, whatever. Anyway, so, um, no, first and foremost, uh, rest in peace to the great Nipsey Hussle, uh, the amazing artist, philanthropist, and clearly so many more things that we're finding out since he passed. And um, it's sad that, you know, from something as terrible as that happening and we were getting all the conspiracy stuff and, you know, if you guys were paying attention on social media, it's been all over, you know, people basically saying it's been a setup and, you know, the guy that they caught who did it apparently was like, you know, like, you just, you know, the usual stuff that comes out when you hear uh, great black leaders pass away. Uh, mm-hmm. The government had to have something to do with it. But, um, you know, that's not even the topic that we're talking about. But we're talking about how, you know, a certain rapper, Kodak Black in this case, uh, you know, when people die, all different kind of people react. And there are 100, 150, 100 million different ways on how people react to uh, death. Some people react in a positive way, some people react in a negative way, and some people just react. Um, Kodak Black, who, if anyone follows him at all, he's on live all the time. Like, he live streams almost any and everything, every part of his day that he does. He was on live, and he was chiming in on the Nipsey Hussle, uh murder and everything like that and he this is this is the kicker because he was talking to someone in the background he wasn't even like talking directly to the live i believe he was just having a conversation on a live with somebody in the background and he basically was like yeah i'm gonna give lauren london you know a year of all that crying and grieving before i shoot my shot and um it was very distasteful it was disrespectful but Honestly, just my honest opinion, I don't think it was that deep. I really don't. Especially based off of the type of person that Kodak is, type of stuff he's known for, type of stuff that he does. 
is not even out of character for him to do. And I truly and all sincerity don't believe he did it to be disrespectful. I think it's just the same as when, uh, who was it? Was it uh, Rich Homie Kwan or Lil Yachty when they, one of them said something about how, uh, I know it was Rich Homie Kwan who messed up the Biggie rap lyrics. And it was Lil Yachty who was talking about, oh, you know, I don't need to, to do this and do that. I can just go ya 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 on the track and showing like just completely utter disrespect for hip hop culture. Of course, death is a whole a much bigger, much severe or topic. But I make that connection to say like this new generation of like rappers and artists and public figures and different th- stuff like that, they don't have that same uh spirit or drive or whatever you want to call it that the artists before them have had. You know, a lot of people talk about how people who were born like in the latter half of the 80s and then raised in the 90s and, you know, seeing all this technology in the 2000s, like we're like, the what do they call us, Generation X or something like that? Like, we're Xenials. We <laughs> yeah, we had it best out of like everybody because we were born like right in the middle of the transition from analog to digital and right in the transition from uh, intelligence and thoughtful thinking to just doing and being stupid like so like we look at the next generation after us and we see them doing these just ridiculous just dumb things that we can't even fathom to understand and in all actuality it's how they're coming up what they're coming up around what they understand like i don't want to sound like an old head or nothing like that but these young kids don't understand respect like period like if, if they don't have a whole lot of respect or a whole lot of understanding of cultures and things that came before them so they're just kind of like you know whatever they just kind of stay and they have no zero guidance whatsoever and kodak black to me is probably one of the best examples of said uh lack of guidance and that's how i guess where the place was, where it came from because even when he was supposed to apologize he was like lauren lennon i'm sorry if i disrespect if you feel like i disrespected you but i did like so you couldn't even apologize properly. And like that yeah. says that to me sounds like there's not a publicist in his corner. It's like, yo, say this, this is how you clean it up. And then after he does that, you can say whatever you want, just don't do it in front of a camera. You know what I mean? Like you need to do this because right now they're pulling your music through here. They've started a hashtag mute Kodak Black. They pulled his music from the uh the ATL uh, archive thing. You got rappers like T.I. who slowly but surely has become like the hip hop uncle. Like he's become like Uncle Tip. Like Every time somebody do something, Uncle Tip step in and put his foot down. You know what I mean? And not saying it's a bad thing, because it's definitely. I feel like rappers and, and artists should definitely hold each other accountable, and it makes sense for the older guys to take on to the young generation. But honestly, that's what I see in this situation. An example of a young guy being stupid. It was disrespectful, definitely distasteful and wrong. But the way it's being blown out, all out of proportion. Like I don't think, I don't think it's that serious. Like it's horrible but it's not that deep. Even Nifty Hustle probably would have laughed at how dumb he was teased down. And then, like, to take it a step further, after that, Kodak made a statement against T.I. when T.I. was making statements about him and was like, oh, he just mad. He won first dibs on Warren Linden. Because, you know, people people would like to believe that they got some kind of history because they did Atlanta movie. That yeah, Atlanta ATL. Movie. He think, yeah, he think, oh, he's supposed to get first dibs on her. Like, Come on, bro. Like, first of all, can we stop talking about this woman like she's a, a pork chop? Like, first dibs on her. Like, what are we even talking about here? Like, that is that's the part that that baffles me. But what made me angry, and my first original thought on this whole thing was, you know, yeah, what he said was disrespectful. What he said was distasteful. The fact that he didn't really apologize is what made it even worse. Because he's like, yeah, I said what I said. Like, she about to be a whole widow out here. Like. Bro, <laughs> like, dag, man, like, this, the dude ain't even been in the ground for a week yet, and you already making comments like this? Like, that's crazy. And, like, for you to say something like that, even if you had a shot with Lauren London, you lost it. Like, not that she would go for your type in the first place, but whatever shot you had is gone out the window. Like, because what you just did was disrespectful. But and that wasn't what made me angry. What pissed me off about the whole situation was the fact that everybody's like, oh, pull his music. We going to mute, you know, Kodak Black. We going to do this, that, and the third. Like, he's canceled. We ain't putting no shows out for him. All this stuff. And I'm like, really? Like, are we serious right now? Because I'm like, we done, had, we done had a whole trial for R. Kelly. And, you know, I hate to say it, but Michael Jackson, too. We done had all these trials, all these legal things, all these situations. And people are still like, eh. 
I don't know if we should mute him. Maybe not. Maybe, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the moment Kodak Black says something against Lauren London, they're like, pull his music. We're done with this. I'm just like, keep that same energy, fam. Like, if you're upset about one thing, be upset about all the things. Don't be all gung-ho about one thing and not be gung-ho about the other. Like, we had an entire trial for R. Kelly. Like, that man is a whole entire pedophile. And, like, we're still questioning whether or not to pull his music. But it's like the moment Kodak Black says something about Lauren London, now we're like, pull it, wrap it, it's done. Like, he's canceled, we're finished with him. Like, wow, how quickly, how quickly we can actually make this happen. Because the way y'all made it seem, it made it seem like it was hard to do these kinds of things. Because y'all made it really seem like there was all these obstacles in red tape. But really, there isn't. You know, like, it really just depends on, you know, what you're outraged about. And that's what pissed me off, because I'm like, it's just keep that energy, man. Like, if you're outraged about one thing, be outraged about the other. You know, like, especially when the other is bigger than the one, you know, like, it just, that's what made me angry. Cause it, I just felt like, like, what? Like, where did this even come from? Like all of a sudden now we want to mute him and it happened. I'm like, oh, okay. Like that's, we could do that. Cause I didn't think we could. Right. Like, right. like the fact that like, he's this, this right here is like the biggest thing in hip hop news right now. Like even trying to research and, you know, look for a topic for a night. Like this is what just kept popping up everywhere and i'm like why is it this serious and i'm you know i sit back and you know, it just popped in my head now as we're talking about it did lauren london even say anything did I she mean, even care that much she's still grieving like, I, like the woman I, just lost her her soulmate like come on man like, she's not entertained in this mess no kodak black like come on man like she don't care enough about no kodak black what he got to say like kodak look like everybody's little slow cousin like come on man like I just felt like it got it got blown way too out of proportion. Like it, like clearly, just by him making three back to back statements around this that all were equally dumb. If you honestly, you have to feel like, okay, well, we shouldn't get this that much attention. And then, like to your point, like why are we not giving this kind of attention to the other more important topics? Why are we not reacting to this outrage for other things? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we do sometimes, like, stuff will go viral. The whole H&M thing went viral, you know? And, like, I don't I don't know if Black people are shopping at H&M now or not or what. You know what I mean? But, like, it just seemed like it's easier. Like, it's easier to just stop listening to Kodak and we're going to mute Kodak and we're going to get on this, on this rally about Kodak than to take the time out and do the research and figure out, oh, yeah, well, Bill Cosby was a real pedophile. Oh, yeah, well, Cardi B did was kind of messed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, I, I'm looking at the statuses and I'm seeing women going off about. I'm still gonna listen to Cardi. I don't care. Cardi B ain't the same thing as Bill Cosby. Duh, 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 duh. But then a week later, you are gonna get mad at Kodak for something that he said. When yeah. we live in America, where we have freedom of speech. Yeah. Like it's just, it's that's you know what I mean. Like I mean, I also that's what bothers me, man. I also have to say that uh, I think a lot of this outrage comes from the fact that Nipsey Hussle was such a, a well-known and sort of respected person in the community out in Los Angeles, you know, and not even just Los Angeles, but across the nation, like his death kind of has reverberated across all the states, you know, in all the different neighborhoods and all the different, you know, ghettos, hoods, whatever. Like it's it's literally just it's echoing across all kinds of different, you know, just borders. And I think that that's part of the reason why people are so outraged because of who he was as a person. You know, and I mean, what really what really tripped me out about this whole thing was he passed away on on um, last Sunday, March 31st. He was only 33. So like he was my he's a little bit older than me, like literally a couple months older than me. So I'm like, dag, like I think about like what would happen if I passed away right now? And I'm like, dag, man, like that's young, you know, like that's really young. And I, I just I feel bad for his family. He left behind two beautiful children. He left behind Lauren London, of course, and his family. And he left behind a lot of followers and listeners and a lot of just really good things that he was doing in the community that it's I hope and I hope and I hope and I hope and I pray that the people who he kept around him in his circle keep those businesses thriving and keep those neighborhoods prospering because he was really doing some good stuff out there in Los Angeles you know when other people were getting their money and leaving the hood he was getting his money and staying right there and trying to fix the hood like he was literally the Robin Hood of LA except not robbing people <laughs> you know what I mean like he he literally just stayed true to who he was and just stayed where he was and you know it's there's so much speculation about why he got killed and stuff like that and I mean the one thing I will say is um while it's it, it's sad that he got killed it's bringing so much attention to Dr. Sebi and his work and like what he talked about in terms of healthcare and stuff like that and, and the human body and how to heal yourself and everything else like nobody really was talking about him until 
Nipsey passed away. So it's really good that he's getting sort of a resurrection because his teachings were really good as well. But there's conspiracy around his death too. Like, you know, another prominent black leader who mysteriously passed away, (laughs) you know, when he was trying to kick knowledge and change the game. So there's always some speculation about that kind of stuff, but you know, there's always some good that comes with everything as well. So, you know, at least hopefully the businesses that he's created and the opportunities that he's created will continue to thrive. And hopefully people continue to talk about Dr. Sebi's work. Um, because it's really good stuff. I mean, I'm even researching that myself for my own stuff that I have going on. So, and this was before Nipsey passed away, because um, it was passed right. on to me. Like the idea of you know alkalining your body and alkalizing and things like that, and just changing the pH levels in your body to make it harder for diseases to to live and function and survive inside your your cells. Um, he had some really good some really good wisdom. So, you know, shout out to him and to to those folks that follow his teachings and stuff like that. And I hope that this starts a a health revolution, if you will, because I think it's needed, definitely needed. I know I've been getting uh, like articles and screenshots and all kinds of different stuff from like different people. Like, you know, of course I'll tell you, you know, the random people that end up in my inbox at the off show, but I've been getting like our, this, this article by Dr. Selby and this article about better eating and this article about, you know, you can eat these foods and these foods cure these things. You know what I mean? Shout out yeah. to my homie June who was sending me a lot of that stuff. And so I, I, I do feel the ripple. I think it's really dope that, you know, this is what the outpour is from his death. I just hope like all of these things, I hope it's not a fad. I hope it continues to, hope it lasts. I hope this is something, somewhat of a, a transformation into a new way of, of doing things rather than just, oh, this happened. This is going to be a thing for a couple months and then it's over with. Because like prior to this, like I knew who Nipsey Hussle was. Yeah. I can't say that I was a huge Nipsey Hussle fan. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't name a, a full album. I knew a couple singles. You know what I'm saying? I knew some of his stuff, but it wasn't like I went to seek out the new Nipsey project. You know what I'm saying? After this, it definitely made me, you know, open my eyes to the type of person that he is and makes me want to support him even more. And it's sad that, you know, he had to pass away in order for that to happen. But um you know, just the outpour that's happening on Facebook and all over social media about all these people showing their their uh, emotion and their uh, condolences and stuff to him and his family. And then you have the people combating that with, y'all ain't even know him. Y'all know nothing about this. Hustle. And it's like, yeah, but yeah, that it's kind of okay mad too. to mourn a leader. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's okay that once you figure out what the world lost when they lost this person, that you can mourn that. You don't have to be a huge fan or know the guy personally or know Lauren London personally and none of that stuff to feel their pain. Everyone's lost someone before and know what that feels like. Then maybe not the severity that she's going through right now, but to some different degree, we all kind of deal with our own demons, man. Yeah. If, if we need to, we need to be more loving towards each other in these times, rather than, you know, rejective and disrespectful and, you know, different things like that. Yeah, I agree. And that, that drives me crazy. It's like, first of all, in today's day and age with social media and how easy it is now to interact with celebrities and actually get a response back from celebrities, which back in the day, your best bet was to write them some fan mail and hope that they you sent they sent some like, you know, randomly autographed picture back to you. Nowadays, you could slide in the DMs of somebody and get a response back or you can comment on their picture and get a like or they could follow you. You know what I mean? So the interactions and the borders between celebrity stardom and regular, you know, normal everyday people is blurred at this point. So whether or not you knew Nipsey Hussle, whether or not you knew Lauren London, you know, when people are in your life through social media in that way, you know, and your presence, their presence is on your social media feed, you feel like you know them, you know, like social media is where people share some of their most personal things, unfortunately, um, but where they share a lot of their business and a lot of their personal things. So sometimes on some level, you feel as though, you know, you know who this person is. And I don't think there's anything wrong with grieving or mourning for somebody that you don't physically know or you haven't met before. Like there's nothing who says that there's something wrong with that. Like, who are you to tell me that it's wrong to grieve somebody that I don't know? Like, maybe I grieve for the loss of his community. You know, maybe you maybe you're an empath. You know, people who are empaths feel other people's emotions and maybe the the heartfelt, you know, emotions that are circulating across the United States are resonating, you know, and, and people are feeling those like you. Who are you to tell somebody they can't grieve someone like that's so frustrating. You know, like that's that's what aggravates me. But um, to go into some that's of the things. Yeah. Like just with somebody like to try to tell somebody what they're feeling or to tell them they can't feel something like that's ridiculous. Like, you don't know what's going on with somebody's mind as to how someone may interpret something, how something, you know, something may trigger somebody's emotional response. If you can't, I don't know, to me, that's extremely disrespectful to try to do that to someone. 
try right. to tell them what they're feeling or tell them they can't feel anybody. That's that's no, that's that's one of the worst things that we can do to each other as human beings. Yeah, you know, and it's so for those folks that don't know, I'm going to kind of read off some of the things that uh, Nipsey was was doing over in uh, Los Angeles. That was why he was you know, sort of the man that he was. But um, so he owned half of the lot and half of the businesses on Slauson and Crenshaw Street in Los Angeles, which was included a basic needs store, an incoming barbershop, a seafood restaurant and the Marathon Clothing Store, which is where he actually was killed. And what was interesting about this is that the Marathon Clothing Store hired mostly felons, which is also a major thing because, you know, people who have criminal records have a very hard time finding gainful and meaningful employment after they're let go. So he made it a point that his store only hired mostly felons. And because they had a you know criminal record, they're also prohibited from carrying guns. So what happened was the man was able to run up, shoot Nipsey, you know, start running, realize that nobody else had a gun and nobody was retaliating, turn back around, walk up and shoot him again, you know, and then realize still nobody's retaliating and then come back and shoot him one more time and kick him because nobody was there, you know, with protection because that was the kind of, you know, business that he was running. He wasn't running a negative business where there would be guns hanging around and stuff like that. So the sad part is he's trying to revitalize the hood and the hood came in anyway and and took it back, you know. So that's the part that that really kills me. But in addition to that stuff, he... um, That's the message that we're supposed to get from it. Yeah, you know. But um, he also was trying to attract entrepreneurs to the Crenshaw District. So he started a co-working space um, called Vector 90, which was his one of his latest business ventures. And then he was also working on a STEM program and STEM is science, technology, engineering and math, um, which is a, a or like a program that, you know, minorities are severely lacking in, unfortunately. But now we're starting to see an influx of programs that are dedicated to giving that education to minority communities. Um but basically it was launched in inner cities nationwide and was, you know, on the destination Crenshaw team. And he was just, he was using his money to invest in his community rather than investing in himself and trying to really teach us and teach folks about the the idea of buying back the block and, and building the people, you know? So that's why he was so beloved. That's why I think this Kodak black situation has exploded the way it has, because there's been an outpouring you know, of love and support for Nipsey Hussle and the things that he was doing and his music. And for somebody to come out and that'd be like Jay-Z passing away and some random person be like, yeah, I'm gonna give Beyonce like a, a year to mourn and then I'm gonna get at her. Like the hip hop community yeah. would have you like drawn and quartered in like the middle of the country. That's, that's inevitable. Yeah. Like that is inevitable. And that was one thing I was talking to a friend of mine about. Like, I don't think people are so upset about the fact of what he said. It's a matter of that he said it because a lot of I don't I don't say me personally I wasn't thinking it but I ain't been checking for Lauren London for years but like people who might have had a chance or who might be in an atmosphere were thinking the same thing like uh, she's a good girl Nipsey gone she gonna need a shoulder to cry on like and that's very insensitive but Yo, you y'all do this so grimy tag man y'all grimy you cannot tell me. Yeah, well, and it's the same thing. It's like I don't know, like uh, who, who, what's one I can think of just off the top of my head? Some random heartthrob or something that's like that was married. Hell, when Usher, what I want, and mind you, now y'all think about Usher now, y'all think her, but before that, <laughs> you know, when, when Usher got married, right after he got when he right, right when he got divorced, it was like yo, like he's back on the market. Like what are you talking about? Like same thing with Genuine, like. So like if if if, if it was the shoes on the other foot and there was a male who you know his wife just passed away, you know women would do the same thing. Only y'all would be a whole lot more discreet. He'd be getting the fruit cups and the goodie baskets and the flowers and the, you know the, my condolences. But call me when you need me. You know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it's a very uh, look. You know I, what I will say? I've I, I learned I've learned being on this show that I try I have to be very very cautious of the things that I say out of my mouth because once we go off air I cannot go back and explain myself. Nope, you cannot and you gotta learn the power of your microphone I learned that lesson many years ago you gotta learn how to craft a response to something without putting your opinion in it or putting mild opinion in it. Um, But so what, one thing I want to talk about that February issue of GQ, though, like what? When I saw that that centerfold with him and Lauren London on the white horse in the white outfits, I was like what is life like that was <laughs> i couldn't even believe it i was like yo 
where can I get a white horse? I need to take some pictures on a white horse with my man. Like, that was crazy for me. I was like, yo, if this ain't black love, like, I don't know what is. Like, period, end of story. Like, period. That was amazing to me. I was like, and it just, they looked amazing. Huh? But they both light-skinned, though. What? That don't mean, don't start this team dark skin, team light skin, like bull crap. All right. I'm not all for that. All right. I ain't for it. <laughs> but anyway, I was happy to see that. I was like, yes, let me hit you with the yes real quick. Like, I thought that was like the, the dopest centerfold that I had ever seen. And I was like, yeah, that looks, that looks really cool. They had a whole, like their whole photo shoot was, was hot. I loved it. I'm about yeah. to steal all those ideas. All of them. <laughs> I thought of it first. Definitely yeah man yeah so but no i mean honestly you know rest in peace to to neighborhood nip as everybody called him i think we're gonna take our first break of the show um i got a couple actual a couple tracks from him that i want to play um and then when we come back uh we're gonna hit our quick take our you know inaugural quick takes <laughs> on our two topics and uh we'll kind of go from there so I don't have the albums that these are on, but these were suggestions that I got from folks just based on some of the songs that they thought really resonate with what he's about. Um, so I liked them, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to play them. So we're going to play the two tracks. The first one is called Who Detached Us, which I thought was a really, really good track because it's kind of like a take on social media and just how connected that we all are and how connected as we are. We're really just detached from each other. And the second track is called mm-hmm. Hustle and Motivate, which I thought was super appropriate for, you know, who he was as an artist and an entrepreneur. So we're going to play both of those tracks. And when we come back on the other side of the break, we will hit our quick take and we will close out the show. So T, hit him with the phrase. We out here. Look. Somehow I escaped the fate of this life I lead. Divorced the street, she tried to kill me and my wife to be. Black widow, silk sheets and a satin pillow. This California king loved you like a sack of endo. Empty Patron bottles and a pack of Mentos. Master sweet, refrigerator full of incidentals. Every day we have a ball like a blonde bimbo. Talk to her like a shrinking fucker like an info. And it can be as simple as it seems If you never doubt yourself and learn from everything you see No, wishing on a star can turn your life into a dream You could walk on water, just don't look down at your feet Look, told this world I was a star and I'm gonna need a stage Cause life is short and talk is cheap, so fuck what people say When I was 12, a crazy lady told me lead the way I shed a tear cause it was real, swore to never stray Now every second is a classic when nothing lasts Gotta take a moment and appreciate the fact that This world is turning fast Separation, 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 separation,
you, you I'd come me, 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 us, we, we, Death is the destination we all share. No one has ever escaped it. And that is as it should be, because death is very likely the single best invention of life. It's life's change agent. It clears out the old to make way for the new. Right now, the new is you. But someday, not too long from now, you will gradually become the old and be cleared away. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Stay hungry, stay foolish. It was their farewell message as they signed off. And now, I wish that for you. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Thank you all very much.
and we back on We Out Here Radio. This is your girl Jams, of course, joined by my favorite co-host, Mr. Tommy Flame. We are just rounding out the rest of our show here. Very, very excited to premiere our inaugural Quick Takes, uh, which are just quick opinions on a couple of hot topics that are going on in the media, in the news, and around in the community uh, between me and Tommy. So we each pick a topic, and we kind of sound off on it real quick for a couple minutes, just give you the ins and outs of it and what our quick take is on it. Um, so I'm really, really excited for this one and kind of, I don't know, people are probably going to be mad at me, um, but I am not an anti-vaxxer. So my quick take for this evening is about this measles and mumps outbreak and how ridiculous it is. So especially since I'm living in New York City, dealing with what I'm dealing with already, now I got to worry about catching measles. Like, come on, man. So New York City declared a public health emergency on Tuesday, which was just yesterday, over a measles outbreak, which was centered in the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community um, and ordered mandatory vaccinations in that neighborhood because more than 250 people have gotten measles since September. And officials are blaming it on anti-vaxxers spreading false information about science and things like that. Um, But basically, this order applies to anyone living or who's like working or going to school um, or just generally in the area of those four zip codes. Um, it requires all unvaccinated people uh, to get vaccinated, including children over six months old. So all those folks who are anti-vaxxers, you got to get a vac- You got to get vaccinated now. Like you wanted to fight it, but now it's now it's going to happen. Um, and there's 200. In- huh? I don't know about that. I ain't vaccinated. I'm fine. See, here you go, outbreak monkey. But we got 285 measles cases <laughs> confirmed in New York City since the beginning of the outbreak. And this is the largest in the city since 1991. Um, and earlier in this week, uh, religious schools and daycare programs also talked about that they could be they could potentially be shut down um, or at least they should be excluding unvaccinated children so that they can kind of minimize the outbreak. But it's just crazy to me. And then in Philadelphia, so not to just talk about New York, down in Philadelphia, y'all got mumps. Like Drexel and UPenn are now having issues with the mumps. So I'm like, great. Thanks a lot, anti-vaxxers. Now thanks to you guys, we're bringing all the diseases from Oregon Trail back. Like now we're all going to get dysentery and die. It's not 100% just because of the people that's not getting vaccinated. That's why these things are happening. Don't you know viruses and things like that evolve over time? Boy, buy a vaccine or a cure or something for it, and then eventually it will go into it will grow, or it will turn into something else, or it will adapt. You don't find it. You don't find it odd that all of a sudden that people ain't vaccinated, and now we're getting measles and mumps and stuff that we haven't seen since Oregon Trail. Come on now. It's not not all of a sudden that people ain't vaccinated because first of all, a lot of people that lie about being vaccinated. There's a lot of people that don't know that they've been vaccinated. And there's a lot of people, and, and like, no, like, there's too many variables within it. Like, you don't know who's vaccinated, who's not vaccinated. And, and you can't say for sure that because somebody is unvaccinated and they caught something that now they're the reason why it's spreading because they may not have caught it. First of all, it may have been, you might have got vaccinated for one thing and then you caught something else and it gave it to somebody and then it evolved into something else. Like, I, you know no, what? Whatever. You know what we're not going to do? What we're not going to do on quick take is argue. OK, that's not what we're going to do. <laughs> this is my quick take. Well, nope. And this is nope. my opinion. I will argue. cut your microphone off. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. People need to vaccinate their daggone children before we all die from dysentery. OK, like period. Anyway, anyway. So my quick take is that. Everybody needs to stay away from me in New York City who has the measles. I'm not even playing with you. If you even look like you're contagious, I'm punching you in the neck and kicking you off the train. Um, I'm about to be well, like... Whatever. I'm going to be... Um, it's going to be like a kick-punch combo, and they're going to go straight out the doors. Beware of the closing doors, please. <laughs> Done. Off on the platform. Like, I'm about to be like... You know, you ever you always see like... Like, like, I feel like Asian people know something that we don't know because you always see them with the masks on on the subway, and I'd be like, what do you know? Like... What is it? Like, what's going on? I'm about to wear a mask. Like, I'm about to get one of the masks. I might decorate and put, like, funny faces or something on it. But I'm about to get one of them. Because, like, I can't. Measles? What? Like, come on, man. And I got to touch the nasty New York City subway poles and stuff. Like, come on, bro. This isn't, like, this isn't right. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Who has measles? Like, where does that even come from? Shout out to all the people tuning in live, listening to you talk about your measles. I don't have measles. No, no, no. Don't put that out in the universe. I don't have the measles. I'm avoiding the measles. Like, don't even put that out here. We're knocking on wood in this house because, like, uh uh-uh. I already got a compromised immune system. I don't need measles on top of it. Like, come on, man. 
Shout out to my man Crockett too. Then shout out to Lala too. Then <laughs> shout out to my man Emmanuel too. Then thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for tuning in on the live. Anyway, go ahead and hit your quick take, T. Like, <laughs> so I can argue with you about yours. Um, anyway, mine ain't. You know, actually, you know, I don't even think you can argue about. I don't even think you can argue about mine. Mine is a really good one. So if anybody's been paying attention to the news, um, rapper, producer, artist, or whatever you want to call Diddy these days, I don't know what he does. He just moves. But uh, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Collins, whatever you want to call him, he just recently posted a, um, a live on, uh, I think it was Instagram, and, like, he was clearly, you know, frustrated and upset in the live, and he basically started off by telling everybody, like, yeah, I just I just cried for, like, three and a half hours. I had, you know, pent up a lot of stuff, and, you know, talking about the Nipsey situation and the passing of his, uh, of his wife, Kim Porter, and, like, was that a wife? No, boy? he Big never mom. married her. That's why he's crying because he's like, I never married Kim Porter. Oh my God. Anyway, so he was crying about, you know, just all the things that he's been built up. And um, I, I wanted to talk about that in a quick take because he brought up a really interesting topic where he like touched on it, but he didn't really, really talk about it. But I wanted to kind of talk about it a little bit. But like self health, mental health, um, especially in the black community, especially in hip hop culture. Uh, people think that going to go see a therapist is crazy or going to go talk to somebody about your problems, you know, it's, uh, it's wrong or it's frowned upon or something wrong with it. People, if you are feeling sick and your stomach hurts or your head hurts, you go see a doctor. So if you don't feel right, you should still go see a doctor. It's the same, it's the same thing. Like people, we don't, we don't deal with our traumas. We have so much, so much trauma that we deal with at young ages and that come from our communities and everything like that. And we need to find ways to deal with that. And Diddy being a, a you know a strong positive man in our culture and stepping up to saying yo I just cried for three hours like that says a lot like I'm not saying men we should just all get soft and run around and cry but it's absolutely nothing wrong with as a man showing your emotion there's absolutely nothing wrong with you know letting out some tears if something happened letting out some tears of joy letting out some tears of pain whatever because letting that stuff build up inside of you and pent up all in you is not healthy. It can turn into physical issues. It can turn into mental issues. It can turn into social issues. You can have problems in your relationships, problems in your family. It's just not, that's, that's not something that we want to continue to perpetuate and push in generations to come. So take a note out of Diddy book, deal with your problems, deal with your emotions, go take a couple minutes and cry, a couple hours and cry. Check on your friend that you know might be dealing with some stuff, give him a beer, let him cry. You know what I'm saying? But as men, we, we really need to, we need better ways to deal with our emotions. And we ne- need to not be judged by how we deal with our emotions. Too. So that's my complete. Yeah, and go get vaccinated before we all get mesothelioma. Anyway, T, where can they find you and follow you at? Um, same as always. Who is Tommy Flynn on every form of social media? Get with me. Um, I'm around. Google me. Inbox me. Just don't say nothing crazy. I like pictures. What? Who said... Like you gonna tell them to send pictures in your inbox, and then you are gonna be sending me the pictures. No, like I'm not, no, I'm not telling them to send me pictures, but um, I do get artwork though, and I've sent you stuff. Like people like I don't know if they get my pictures off my Instagram or what, but people like draw me or like do clip arts and different stuff of me, and then send it to me. I, I got I got some really dope stuff. I, I think I, I didn't send you the thing, the graphic the girl did to me that was like the computer face and all that other stuff. Like it was really dope. Like I get really dope stuff. That's why I said I like pictures. So. If, someone feels the need to want to do that and put together a graphic or even if y'all want to put together a graphic for the show knock yourself out we'll post it we'll use it i'll put it on the website wasn't that the same girl that you was like never mind i ain't gonna go there and i am (laughs) i'm jamie jam on facebook and at just underscore jams on instagram uh you can also check out the radio station at wjms radio on facebook instagram snapchat and twitter shout out to the folks behind the scenes that help make this show and all the rest of the shows possible uh appreciate you guys and all the things that you do keep it locked we have some really big things coming up on the horizon i am super excited for the stuff that's happening in the next like 30 or so days um, so even potentially even next week with this show. So make sure you keep it locked. Cause I got some stuff up under my sleeve, some, uh, little bit of magic, a little black girl magic that I'm working over here. Um, but before we go, I don't want to kill the vibe. Enough. No magic. You don't know what I got over here. Anyway, 
<laughs> before I don't want to kill the vibe, but before we go, there's a song I heard today, and with the good news that I got today, I wanted to play it for you guys. It's kind of slow, but just listen to the chorus. The chorus kind of relates to me and the stuff that I'm going through, so I wanted everybody to kind of hear it. Um, so just feel free to take a few minutes to listen to it. It's by a gentleman named Don Browning or Brownrig, and it's called Just Breathe, and it's a really really dope song. Um, just kind of close your eyes and breathe and just appreciate the fact that your lungs work for me. Um, so anyway, we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode, potentially with some new things and some new surprisey surprises and some, some shiny things. So fingers crossed for me, say some prayers for me, say some prayers that my drains come back good on Friday and that they're low so I can get this daggone catheter out and move on with my life. You got to end the show talk about your fluids. Like, do you have to? Like, I am I, sick. I, I, okay. Like, I deal with you talking about your fluids. I deal with it. I don't even talk to you. First of all, don't don't believe the hype, y'all, because I do not inbox or talk to Tommy at all about the stuff that I'm going through or what is happening with me. So don't believe that hype at all. This is the only time he hears anything about what I'm doing. Don't believe that nonsense. When do I talk to you? I can screenshot. Go ahead. I would love you to screenshot. Besides that one conversation we had where we were venting. I would love for you to yeah, screenshot a daily a daily check in that I gave yeah, you on what's going on with me. Came when we talk about our fluids. <laughs> First of all, that's nasty. I'm ending the show here. Hit him with the phrase, please, because you're gross. <laughs> we out here. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Tune in 24-7 at WJMSRadio.com.